Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my channel. It's Randy Selzer here. We have a very special guest today. Uh, Mr. Scott Smith is an attorney, a lawyer down in Austin, Texas who specializes in helping investors invest in real estate. And we're going to talk to Scott today. He's a well-known guy in the U.S. and he's been on lots of different programs, lots of different broadcasts. Welcome, Scott. Nice to have you on board today. Yeah, really great to be with you, Randy. I mean, I think of everybody that doesn't know me, if, um, I'm a longtime real estate investor myself, as well as an attorney. And what I have is a, a firm that we have built Royal Legal Solutions now to help people um, and invest here in the United States uh, across the border, and especially when it comes into real estate. So we look deeply into the strategies for asset protection and tax to make sure those are optimized uh, yeah. in a way that's going to work with people's existing estate plan. So the 10,000 foot up is know that I'm in the bit, I'm doing the same things you guys are doing. I do it for myself and I'm a professional in the area and I'm looking forward to sharing with you, Randy and everybody about all the things I know. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. It's great to have you on board today. Um, I often, I've been doing this a long time, more than 25 years, and I deal with buyers and sellers and also investors. And the typical investor that I deal with today is usually a couple. Um, they are just people who want to buy a condo, maybe a pre-construction condo or an existing condo or a house. Very often lately, the trend seems to be they'll buy a couple of condos because they have two children. And they, the idea is that the tenants are going to pay off the, that condo by the kids are of legal age. By the time they're that age, then they'll have condos that they'll own. That's a very popular thing up here in the Toronto area where the market's been booming for a long time. Uh, but almost everybody that I deal with um, simply buys those condos in their own name. It's, it could be the husband or the wife or perhaps both of them. And that's, I would say, at least 98% of the people that I deal with, investors, buy the, those properties in their own name. From reading some of the information that you've sent me, I understand that that may not be the best idea, and there could be some risks associated with that. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, this is where we typically would talk about, you know, what is the asset protection? What happens if you get sued? If you have assets in your own name and you get into a bad car accident, anybody gets angry about an email that you sent them and says, hey, you defrauded me for some reason, insurance doesn't protect you from those. And then you face a lawsuit where people can come after you for um, everything that you have inside of your personal name. Right. Like lawsuits are one of those things that could be catastrophic loss, like up there with having like a divorce, right? Or Absolutely. a death in the family. Absolutely. Like that's how bad they are, you know? And I personally had a friend of mine who lost over $3 million in real estate. Three million. Uh, Three million in real estate from a single lawsuit. Um, and if he would have had any protections in place, he wouldn't have lost that money. But he made the mistake that a lot of people do that just say, hey, I think my insurance is enough. And they don't understand that insurance only protects you against simple wow. accidents and it'll protect you against wow. anything else. Wow, that's amazing. So um, to get the elephant out of the room, I guess, at the beginning here. Now, you're in the US, I'm in Canada, and uh, the legal systems are different. I'm certainly not an expert in, in law, but I know there are some differences. But I also believe that the fundamentals are pretty close, like it's pretty, pretty similar between the two countries, except for the province of Quebec. The province of Quebec has some kind of weird French legal system that bears no resemblance to anything else. But here where I am in Ontario, I'm pretty sure that uh, legally speaking, like we have LLCs like you guys do. 
And uh, the tax system may be different. I think there are some differences in taxes. But in, in terms of a legal framework, I think we're pretty close. And also, we just mentioned briefly before we started the recording today, there are a lot of Canadians that invest in real estate in the U.S. Certainly, there's a lot of snowbirds that uh, want to buy that place, a townhouse or a condo down in Florida or in Arizona or places like that. A very popular thing. Canadians and Americans are very closely intertwined. So this will definitely apply for them, but it may also apply for Canadians purchasing real estate within Canada, because I think a lot of the concepts are the same. It's the exact same concepts. The ones that for like Canadian investors are going to use, um, yep. whether they're investing inside of Canada or if they're investing cross border, because at the heart of every good protection structure is how do the taxes work, right? How do we minimize the tax filings and how do we make sure that we get the best tax treatment yes. with it, right? Yes. And so when we're talking about like, who is this, who needs this kind of stuff, right? Who needs asset protection in place? What's the most appropriate place to do it? Um, well, if you're doing any business inside of the United States, I would say you have to have asset protection because the U.S. is crazy. We're crazy with how much we love lawsuits and suing people. And it's a whole. Now, you know, I can't agree with that. There is there is a rumor that America is kind of litigious, kind of. But believe me, there's lots of stuff going on in Canada, too. There's lots of lawsuits that happen here. Sure. So, yeah, well, I can't I, say anymore, man. I don't get in trouble. Canada get off the hook totally then, you know, no, with, no. With we're it, not, right? we're not as kind and gentle as people think we are. I think some of the time. So, yeah, okay. No. So obviously I think, and I read some of the background info that you sent me. It's, it's fascinating. And so how complicated is it if someone wants to make an investment, whether it's in the U S or in Canada, and they want to give some level of protection uh, by structuring it so that it could be an LLC or there could be some other possibilities. And how do they go about that? What's the approximate cost? If someone in Canada wanted to buy a, uh, a, a house in, in Arizona, right, for their winter home and, uh, and they wanted to protect themselves, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So as a Canadian and uh, anybody that's in Canada that wants to protect themselves, right, and you're typically saying like once I have about over $100,000 in total net worth, start the systems have at least a system in place that says, hey, this is where I'm starting to protect myself because if I lost $100,000, I'd be very sad. Right. And it's not going to cost me that much to protect it. And once you have it in place, then it gets it on top of mind of thinking through your protection and your tax, right? Which is if you're at long-term wealth building, you have to start early and often with that. Not because it's the huge win in the right. very beginning, but because it's the right behaviors that wealthy people do. The most successful people that accomplish financial freedom are the ones that do small amounts of effort, but they're doing it in all of the right buckets. And then that gets the right behavior set that they need to be able to achieve other uh, goals. So part of that, when it comes into asset protection, what we focus on is looking at specifically for Canadians is a limited partnership structure. So okay. a limited and a limited partnership structure, you get all of the protections that you would have with an LLC, but you don't get any of the downside tax consequences of having an LLC. Because as a Canadian resident, if you have the money, it goes uh, as generated in an LLC, then what happens is you're subject to a corporate tax rate right. and that doesn't apply to us investors. It only applies to people in Canada that have not. assets in Canada or investing in the U S and then Man, we get, we get screwed over and over. Let me tell you, we pay more tax than any other country in the world. I'm convinced of that. So, okay. That doesn't surprise me. So Americans don't have to pay Canadians pay. I got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And so that's uh, a, it's an easy thing to do. You form up a limited partnership structure right. and whatever state, um, where you're going to have that asset. And then the limited partnership structure, the key piece, you know, is that there's the general partner 
of the right. limited partnership. Okay. And there's the limited partners of the limited partnership. And so for most of our clients, the assets held inside of the limited partnership, the general partner is a C corporation or an LLC. Right. Because that the general partner is the one that has all the liability. So we create another entity, an LLC that doesn't own anything. Separate just from... The, the actual person's separate away. So protect it. Separate away. If right. you're the general partner of a limited partnership, that's you, Randy. You're the one that takes on all the risks. <laughs> Everybody's going to come after you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So if we use an LLC out of that place, then whatever happens, a general partner is an LLC. And guess what? Underneath US law, then, or and under US and Canadian law, an LLC is treated separate from you as an individual. Right. So we say, great. Anything goes wrong in the limited partnership with that asset, somebody wants to sue because somebody got hurt on the property, the piece of real estate or your boat or whatever the case may be, right, right? right? They can't come after you personally. They can only come after the general partner. In that case, that's an LLC that doesn't know anything. So boom, there you go. That's where it stops all the liability and they can't get to you. You does know what I think? So it, does, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know what I think? I was just It just occurred to me that a lot of people probably think that this is these are techniques that only billionaires would use. You know, only the ultra rich would bother with this kind of thing, but this could work for just about anybody. Couldn't yeah, it? we rec we we what we specialize in in Royal Legal Solutions is trying to take all of the strategies that were previously used just by the really uber rich and right. say, great, how can we make those affordable so they make sense for everybody? So that way everybody can take advantage of the tax laws and asset protection laws. And that's why we have, that's the way that we structure our company. So right now we have about 2000 clients all over the United States that are business owners, investors, real estate investors, um, as well as um, uh, a huge portfolio of Canadian residents that invest here in oh, man. And so what we're really accustomed to is that sweet spot of like, great, when you come in and work with us, we have a ton of informational content that we give you in terms of videos, eBooks, et cetera, to get you up to speed on like, what is the basis of this stuff? Why do people use it? How does it work, et cetera? Um, and then we're streamlined enough and organized enough to be able to do that and execute on those for you in a way that applies to just the average person that's out there. Okay, that, that's great. That's good to know. So if a couple, a well-to-do couple and they, they decide they want to buy uh, a, a condo in Miami. Okay. Uh, what's the approximate cost to set up something like this? Is it a huge amount of money? Is there a huge amount of stuff involved or is it several hundred dollars, several thousand dollars? What are we looking at? Yeah, it depends upon the complexity, right? Uh, of what's um, happening, mm. right? But what you should expect um, with that type of uh, structure, as it's typically around $2,500 to $3,500 okay. to be able to fully structure out two entities, because you have to create the limited partnership and you need to create an LLC. Okay. Um, and so that's what you would be looking at in terms of like total total cost from just about any provider. So right? not, not really too bad, really, when you think about it. That's, that's uh, $3,500, not well, so bad. The issue too is, is that I'll be like, well, $3,500, like, Okay, I have my insurance. This is going to cover insurance protects me for about 80% of the things that'll go wrong. Right. I have this in place. It, it gets me up to that 100%. So I'm bulletproof from the litigation um, that can happen. Um, and the other piece, though, to, to flag in there, right, is that a cost of a single lawsuit, even if you win in the very beginning, the first check you're going to write to an attorney is $5,000. Because that's the cost for them just to take on their initial retainer to be able to talk about the lawsuit. I so the way you, 
defeat the lawsuits before they start. That also applies to family law, by the way. Just anything. Attorneys, they work for $5,000. Like it's like the the minimum entrance to actually go and be like, cool, I'm in a litigation, right? This would happen. So the way that this actually ends up saving people money over and over and over again, how this pays an ROI for us is that the protection actually stops lawsuits before they start. Because when people see that all of the assets are already protected, they look and they search your name and it says, great, Randy doesn't actually own anything. Yeah. Everything that Randy owns is actually held in a limited partnership and it's masked by this corporate um, entity and structure. So if we sue Randy, what do we get? You get nothing. Exactly. exactly. So why would we ever go sue Randy? Doesn't exactly. make sense anymore. It makes perfect sense. And I'm actually surprised that more people are not doing it. I realize there's a lot of sophisticated investors out there that are. I get it. You know, guys who are, are pros who go out and buy a, you know, a, a 20 unit apartment building, stuff like that. I understand that. But for the average mom and pop, and there's a lot because our real estate market up here, and I believe in the U.S. now, it's pretty booming as well, certainly in Austin. But here it's been on a tear for 20 years. Like we, we never had the drop in 2008 that you guys had. And so house prices are super high. And in investors today, uh, I guess, are thinking that it's going to continue getting even higher. So yeah. we've, got, we've got a very robust uh, market for investors right now. And the biggest problem actually is trying to find like a fixer upper, that, that kind of thing where people would buy a fixer upper and fix it up and flip it. They're almost impossible to find. And when you do find them, there's bidding wars on them. So it's a very interesting lopsided market where you've got way more demand than supply. We've, we're living with that here in the Toronto area. So you might have a lot of people that are holding a lot of wealth in real estate. Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. And, that, and that's usually like an attorney's like best dream ever, right? Is because one, you can't hide now, real estate. Now I know right? a lot of lawyers. Okay. I do yeah. from what yeah. I do. Uh, yeah. the, the average house price here is 1.2 million. That's the average detached house price. 1.2 million just for a, a typical ordinary house. And an average condo is about 550,000. Do, do you know what average equity looks like for most people in times of like what type of loan to value they're holding? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, for the, for the baby boomers who bought 20 years ago, they're laughing because they've got minimal mortgages, but for young people today, uh, it's almost impossible for them. I don't know the answer, the exact answer to that question, loan to value, uh, overall, I could look it up, but, uh, it's, there's huge amounts of debt out there, huge amounts of debt and interest rates, of course, are so low. So people are able to, to carry it for now. But I guess the point, the roundabout way, I tend to ramble on a lot, but the, the, the roundabout point that I'm trying to make is there, there's some big dollars involved here. So when people buy an investment property, it could be a million dollars easily just for an average house. Yeah. And then are you typically in, in, the, in the US side of things, once you get above that place, you're having to put about 20% down. So on a million dollar here house, too. you have to put about 200,000 down. Here and too. just to start, is that about right too? For That's you guys? exactly the rule here. It's 20%. Yeah. When you hit that million dollars, it has to be 20. Uh, yeah. But then again, you're tucking into an $800,000 mortgage. You got to have really good income uh, in order to qualify for that. It's, it's, sure. very, it's unless you're, you know, doctors, lawyers, dentists, that kind of stuff. It's really tough for the, yeah. I, I mean, I bet it's hard to acquire the property, but obviously like the demand is still there for people to acquire it. Otherwise you wouldn't have prices going. It's crazy. But, it's crazy. One of the things that will happen too um, that we see a lot is that people will have significant equity, right? So even let's say you say you set up like a limited partnership structure, right? And you do this corporate shield. What that's going to be able to do is you can then protect the asset from um, lawsuits. If anybody sues you, they can't get to the asset. But then there's a question of like, well, what happens if somebody sues the asset itself? Well, if the asset actually caused the injury, 
right? Then they can sue the asset, right? They can say grandma fell through the staircase on this property, right? right, right. So I'm going to sue the actual limited partnership that owns this asset. But what can right? they get? Right. And, and so what they can get is actually to that. They can't get to, to any, if you're structured this correctly and you have multiple limited partnerships, you can bucketize your liabilities. That way they can only get to one asset. And that's the best protection you can typically get. Bucketize every single asset. So if there's a lawsuit getting one, they can't get to the other, but I they can you. still get to that one asset. So what we have clients do, they'll say, great, I have a million dollar asset here and I only owe $500,000 on it. Or, or maybe I, I still owe $700,000 on it. Okay. So, so what, is there anything I can do to protect the equity that's in left inside of that property? Right. And what you can actually do is you can protect that equity above and beyond just putting inside a limited partnership. What you can do is create another corporation to be what? able to put a note onto your own property right? For the full value or above the full value of the house. So if I have a client that says has a million dollar property, they owe um, $500,000 on it. Um, what I'll do is I'll say, great, we're going to take another, we're going to create another corporation. That corporation is going to place a $700,000 lien onto your property, right? So now, it, and the lien is a private mortgage, a real mortgage from right. your own corporate entity right. onto your own property. So what happens if they sue? Well, when they sue, There's what no happens is it says, well, this house is already underwater for right. how much is owed onto it. And if they still continue with the lawsuit and they say like they continue the lawsuit, they win the lawsuit. This is your worst case scenario. They won the lawsuit and yeah. then they foreclose on that asset because they won the lawsuit. They have the legal ability to foreclose on the asset. Okay. They have to sell the asset. Well, what happens is that first $500,000 goes to pay off the bank. That's the way right. the law works, right? right? But remember, we now have a lien that covers all the rest of the equity. So who right. gets paid out? Your own mortgage company gets paid out first <laughs> before they're able to collect on the judgment. I so wish you, I'd met you a few years ago. <laughs> That's that? great. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. You need to open an office up in Canada. You got to do that <laughs> for sure. Well, well we got, work virtually all uh, over the all over I, the world. So all right. I, I may have some clients for you. I'm serious. I'm yeah. serious. That's brilliant, actually. Now, why didn't I think of something like that? Well, That's you amazing. know, <laughs> this, is, this is why I went to the nerdy law school and I wear the nerdy glasses. I think. <laughs> well, look at me. <laughs> You're not a nerd at all. Let me tell you. Uh, that's really, that's fascinating stuff. And people don't think about protecting their asset. They don't. They just don't. They, oh, they got insurance on their house. Fine. They got insurance on their mortgage. Fine. But this is the kind of stuff like you're, you're right. It, all it takes is one lawsuit or one serious problem. And uh, look out because you could lose everything, literally everything. Yeah, you can lose everything and it's so easy. I mean, we're typically looking at uh, times to be able to get fully protected within four to six weeks. So people that come into uh -huh. our office, they're like, are you talking about like what? We're recording this in November now. You're talking mid-December? Yep. Cool, I'm totally protected. And my taxes are streamlined and we can coordinate in Royal Legal Solutions with the whatever CPA or tax advisor that you have. Or if you don't have one, we have a connection of them too, to really just in-house everything, to be a one-stop shop. So it's never really been easier to get this stuff off your plate, get educated how to do it, streamline it that's into your great. life. And, and that's really the whole goal of when I set out to start this company is to like, what are these advanced strategies? So I'm glad to share these with you today, Randy, and, and hopefully awesome. they're powerful for your audience too. No, they're awesome. There is yeah. one, one other thing I saw on your press kit, which is also uh, the issue of anonymity when you want to hide uh, or you want to just not hide, but you want to uh, be discreet about who owns the actual property. And I guess these are 
obviously simple ways to do that when it's a, an LLC or where it's some sort of other corporate structure that owns the house. It's going to be hard for people to track you down. If yeah, there's right. ways to be able to structure these entities, especially in, with, in conjunction with a law firm where you can hide the ownership of the asset from the public records. Hide is not a bad word. Hide is what we should all be doing. Every celebrity, I, celebrities why, do it. But why in the world would I want everybody to know what I own? Right. To be exactly. able to search online for it like that. I, I, that makes me uncomfortable. Yep. Like for, for people to be able to just go online and be like, cool, I wonder yep. all the stuff Scott owns. Yep. Like, no. So yep. if you work with a law firm, we're able to use um, revocable trust structures that won't impact your taxes. Um, and in conjunction with a law firm and an attorney like myself, we can actually remove your name and remove all of your information off of the public records. So it makes it look like if anybody comes to search to say, hey, is this a person to good sue or anything like that? Right. Your name doesn't appear on those records. But if you ever need to qualify for financing or prove your net worth or sell the property, right. you're able to do that in a private way um, while still having the public anonymity. All right. The next trip I'm going on is to Austin. That's it. Uh, you know, I've been in, with COVID. I haven't been anywhere for a couple of years. I don't know how, how whether you've been traveling or not, but I am so ready. But Austin, I'm coming down to see you, man. These are yeah, come <laughs> these on are, down. Let's do it. And, and I'm going to put your uh, contact information uh, on on the both the YouTube and on the podcast. So really great ideas, just fantastic ideas. And uh, you know, Canadians are in such a real estate frenzy up here again because the market's been so good for so long that there are plenty of people out there that have owned multiple properties. You know, they can earn six or eight or 10 different properties and they haven't thought of this. They're all in their own name. They're all in their own name. So if somebody came after them, everything could potentially be at risk. And I think it's just a brilliant idea on how to sort of mitigate that risk by some of the tactics that you've been saying here today. Yeah, absolutely. Love to help everybody. That's if you're in Canada and you have Canadian assets and you don't have U.S. assets or you're Canadian wanting to invest in the United States, I work in both directions and we have partners that are across border uh, for anything that we would would need to do. And we've been doing it for years. So happy to help everybody. So you've been dealing with Canadians uh, for years now. For, yeah, for years now. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And we have a great bunch of YouTube videos and stuff like that too, for everybody to check out. If they check out Royal Legal Solutions on YouTube, okay. you can delve into some of the stuff that we have that actually draws it out for you. If you're more of a picture guy, um, yep. that's a great place to be able to see, like, let's doodle it out. Um, other great things about this too, is that all of these strategies can seamlessly integrate with any of your estate planning um, that you have going on, as well as any of your other tax structuring that you might be working uh, on too. So this won't planning. limit anything that you're trying to do on the estate planning side of things or anything on the tax side of things. It's hundred percent flexible. That's good to hear. Uh, Cause estate planning is a whole other topic. Let me tell you. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And we, again, there's millions of places where Canadians have to pay tax. Although I think you guys have worse taxes on, on a death of a, a person than perhaps than we do. But well, you just, you just wait until the next administration comes in and then everything's <laughs> like to shuffle the deck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I don't want to take up too much. I, I know I could talk to you for hours. I just know it um, because you got some great ideas there and you got my mind clicking away. Uh, but these are things that the average consumer has to start thinking about. We really do. I think it's, you it's a, it's a matter of protection. It's kind of an insurance policy. To, uh, to make sure that nothing bad happens. And especially, I'm telling you, of all the investors I've worked with, they're just normal people, most of them. Uh, I've got a lady doctor who loves to buy houses. She's one of my best clients and she makes a lot of money. She's a specialist. And she just buys houses and they're all in her name. She's got like 15 of them. And mm. she should not do that. She's like, what if she gets sued for malpractice or something? She's apparently a great doctor. 
but what would happen? Listen, know? being good at what you do or being honest never protects you from a lawsuit. Honest people get sued all the time. In my litigation experience, when I went up, when you go into the actual, and the people are like, well, I'm an honest person. I'm, I'm going to be fine in this lawsuit. But guess what? Everybody lies because they want to <laughs> win, you know? So being honest doesn't help because they lie about whatever you did. So, okay. Like somebody like that's like her, you just, you just got to do it. I know. It's just, it's, it's the best practices. If you study wealthy people that are predictably wealthy over time, they all do it. Right. So don't okay. take my word for it, you know, into it. Right. But just look. Use your eyes. What are wealthy people doing? Maybe we should follow what they do because exactly. they're the ones that are charting the course for us. Exactly. Well, that's great. This has been a great talk and I hope we get a chance to do this again sometime. Yeah, I'd love and to do it. Yeah. No problem. A real pleasure. Uh, and I know you're going to get more Canadian viewers, uh, more eyeballs and more ears listening to this uh, in Canada now. So just want everybody listening in to know that obviously this is going to work for Canadians as well. It's not just Americans. Uh, this is a, these strategies work for everybody. And so thank you so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you today. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Let's do it again soon. And uh, yeah. anytime, anytime you're up in the Toronto area, I'm just outside of Toronto in a place called Mississauga. It's like a suburb. But uh, anytime you're up here, man, just let me know. I'll give you a shot for sure. And, okay. and for anybody that wants to connect and get any of the free eBooks that we have for on the Canadian side of things for about the limited partnership structure, the best thing to do is just go to royallegalsolutions.com and then fill out the get a price. There's a little link up at the top that says get a price. I'll ask you some quiz questions to see, just to make sure that we can know who you are before we get okay. onto the phone with everybody. So if they just go to royallegalsolutions.com and, and go through that process, they'll okay. be able to get tons of free information. Royallegalsolutions.com. You got it. All right. And it's been a pleasure and have a great day and let's do it again soon. Okay. Look forward to it. Thanks, Randy. Oh, okay. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode, the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.